everybody. You're tuning in to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair. That's right. It's me. Uh, today we're going to talk about Queer Eye Season 3. Yeah, it's like kind of overdue. It's like, you know, it happened a while ago, but I'm sure by now everybody's seen it. So I hope I don't need to give spoiler alerts. And also, like, you know, if you're like angry at me about spoilers about a makeover show, I don't know, man. How do you spoil it? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, describe it in excruciating detail? No. This isn't some like drag queen show. This is uh, mad about it. Becky the Good Hair stuff. It's like way more not so, not so that. I don't know what it is, but it's not so that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about Queer Eye Season 3. It's a really good season. I kind of feel like the show is uh, is hitting its stride. Um, I really thought that this season was uh, the strongest all-around season and that it had uh, two of, I thought, the best episodes of the show in general in this season. Uh, the... Uh, uh, Jones barbecue episode and the black girl magic episode I thought were like the two best episodes of the show that we've seen yet and they happen to both be on this season which is pretty cool I also just really liked Kansas City as the new location I thought it was really cool that they changed cities um I love that they started in Georgia uh I also love like all the different like film stuff that happens in Georgia. They're like super proud of like Georgia and like films. Georgia is like trying to do something with films. Does anybody else notice this? It's dope. Like The Walking Dead was in Georgia and stuff. And they always say like filmed in Georgia, you know? They're like trying to make Georgia like a, like a little Hollywood, I guess. I'm all for it. Fucking hell yeah, Georgia. Atlanta is like pretty dope if you've ever been. It's like pretty dope. Um, okay. Oh, also, Small Town Security is like a show on Netflix that was filmed in Georgia. If you've not seen Small Town Security, you gotta check it out. It's like ridiculously funny. Um, I don't know. It's also like really fucked up and weird as hell. We should. I, I should just have a Small Town Security episode. I really like it. Anyway, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Back on traffic. Um, Kansas City's really dope. The, uh, the show, like, is doing a really good job of bridging the gap between, uh, like, queer culture and, like, the average person. Uh, I think that's really amazing. I think it's having a really good impact on, like, uh, on, like, uh, our society, uh, for at least those people that watch the show on Netflix, you know, it's a pretty small portion of people, but it's a very popular show, uh, and it is having a bit of an impact on people's perception of, uh, like, whether or not being gay is, like, acceptable and okay and, like, a good thing. There's still quite a bit of stigma out there. There's still, like, a lot of problems. Uh, people are getting beat up. The Nigel Shelby uh, suicide is, uh, it's just the sort of thing. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just not okay. You know, Nigel Shelby lived in Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama is, like, like, uh, 
actually like got a lot of really smart people there like there are a lot of really smart people in Huntsville Alabama they have like a little like NASA like thing there and uh you know it's not like the worst place you know I feel like people see the headline like Nigel Shelby of Alabama dies by suicide and everybody's like oh man the, the south is horrible blah 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 it's like, no, I mean, yes, the South is horrible, but not all of it is. And Huntsville is not that horrible. And it's not good news. And it's never good news, but it's especially not good news when somebody in a more progressive area, I wouldn't say Huntsville is progressive, that's pushing it, but it's certainly, uh, it's got a lot of people and NASA so, you know, I mean, it's not like he, it's not, you know, Matthew Shepard was murdered in Montana and, uh, you know, the more rural the area is, I feel like the more likely this sort of stuff happens, but, uh, uh, you know, my point is, is that, like, despite the headline Alabama teen you know it's Huntsville is not that rural at all so um I don't know I've been there I actually like had a pretty nice time and there's like uh a really good gay bookstore in Huntsville just saying it's not it's not like it's not like it's not like it's not like the headline might imply if you're like a New Yorker okay um there's some New Yorkers also, also, you know, so if you're, if you're like, oh, of course, you know, the South is, a, you know, a desolate wasteland, it's like not really true. And also, uh, rest in power, Nigel Shelby, um, it's something, you know, these suicides are so avoidable, you know, like people just, they just don't need to reject people based on their sexual, uh, identity or their or their gender expression here's the deal like uh this kid was uh he was he was he was an out gay kid but he was also just flamboyant you know he was femme so uh i think that the femness is more the sin than the sexuality in a lot of ways you know so i think uh uh, that's important to, to, you know, this is not the only gay teen in all of Alabama. Uh, there are a lot of gay teens that, that, that deal with this. It's not just, it's not just Nigel. Uh, you know, Tyler Clementi, Billy Lucas, Asher Brown, Seth Walsh. Uh, all of these kids, you know, a lot of times their online privacy is violated, but a lot of times, um, you know, they're acting queer. And it's like, well, what is acting queer? What does that even mean? It's just non-conforming, I suppose. You know, so if you're already uh, a person of color, then you're already non-conforming. And then if you add the the non-conforming gender and sexuality then you're sticking out the most you know uh 
If you or anyone you know is having or struggling with suicidal thoughts, uh, check out the Trevor Project online. They also have a 24-7 hotline, which is uh, 1-866-488-7386. And they also have an online talk chat um, so that you can... uh, instant message or text so if you're like not feeling up for like vocalizing that's that those are good options um so yeah suicide is is an increasing issue you know uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a big problem and everybody's having a hard time nowadays and uh things are weird and the climate's changing and Trump is in office and everything sucks. So like, you know, if you're feeling kind of down, it kind of makes sense, you know? So, uh, don't, you know, feel like you have to just deal with it all by yourself. There's, there are other options and you can, uh, you can also just, you know, know that you're not alone. That also helps. So, uh, yeah, again, thetrevorproject.org it's an organization uh they got they got the they got the 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 talk the talk chat they got the talk chat it's a good idea you know especially like i feel like there's like <laughs> i don't want to generalize but i do feel like everybody younger than like 30 has like a lot of phone anxiety I want to say everybody but most people I know have phone anxiety talking on the phone like out loud I uh, don't uh, hence the podcast but seems like some a lot like a, you know we're like the texting generation also we're like emailing generation also like we've literally just never had to speak eventually we won't even have to type we'll just think you know everybody's just gonna be like the most anxious versions of ourselves ever we're just gonna be like communicating on like our like brain computers it's gonna be fucking miserable Uh, but they'll probably have like a way to like turn everything off or some crazy shit it's gonna be nuts I don't know if I'm gonna do it I think I'm just gonna stick to like growing my own bok choy like living in the woods that's my plan no computers in this brain no way Ain't no way. All right. Okay, so that was an enormous detour. An enormous detour, but a necessary one. Okay? Uh, rest in power, Nigel Shelby. I will say it does get better, but it's also like, you know, it gets weirder. Just kind of fun. Definitely gets better. Yeah, it definitely gets better. Okay. All right. Queer Eye Season 3. Dun dun dun! Should put some like timpani there or something. Um. All right. So I think Queer Eye is gonna be here forever. Does anybody else think so? I I don't know. My girlfriend was like, uh, uh, they're gonna be done with it in like two more seasons. That seems to be like the trend nowadays with shows, is that they like give you fewer episodes with like fewer seasons it's like what the hell um 
but uh, it's also kind of more concise. I don't know. It's nice. I also think that they're just making tons of different shows. I also think that like in a lot of ways, movies are kind of dead and TV is like the new movie. Like uh, Game of Thrones is pretty much just like, you know, a movie series calling it as it is. Especially the last episode was like straight up like a movie that was I'm sorry what what was the difference between that and like uh the return of the king you know what I mean what was the difference I can't tell okay getting off topic again all right so Kansas City is a really good choice that's the whole fucking point of the suicide rant um uh Kansas City is a really good choice. There's a lot of really religious... Kansas City is, like, super religious. So is uh, St. Louis. Also, so is, like, everywhere. But also, uh, uh, when you're driving... I mean, I don't know. If you're gonna judge a city by its billboards, then, like, they're all fucked. You know, you can't judge a city by its billboards. That should be, that should be like, a saying. Because, uh, like, when you're driving in Chicago, there's, like, you know, hell is real heaven is is real jesus is real truth is real real is real buy some milk it's like what the fuck you know so uh uh based on those billboards i don't want to go to chicago you know and then there's like a lot of weight loss surgery billboards you know yeah i don't think the billboards mean anything i'm starting to wonder if they're just you know uh clickbait like og clickbait that you're just driving by and don't have to pay attention to but obviously I'm paying attention to it anyway. I, got, I know all of it. All of it. But, uh, anyway. That, driving is boring, you know? That's why the billboards are there, I guess. You know, it's like a drive-by movie of sorts. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about this. I like, can't talk about Queer Eye, I guess. I guess I'll talk about everything except for Queer Eye. Um, all right. The show is definitely changing people's perceptions of uh, the queer community. It's a very positive representation of the queer community. Um, And uh, it's also, like, still expressive, but not very, like, hypersexual, which uh, is important to some people on both sides. So, like, I get it, but I don't know, man. I think we should, I think, I think straight people are grotesquely sexual. And I, I don't, I think it's a huge double standard that we're not allowed to be grotesquely sexual without, like, stigma. Just personally. But um, I know people have different opinions on this. Also, like, some people just are just really, like, anti, like, PDA of any sort of anything. And just, like, crude, prude. Some people just don't like, just don't like crass stuff, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Um, okay, but, uh, you know, for the most part, people seem to be enjoying, uh, Queer Eye of all sorts of backgrounds, especially, like, housewives. Housewives seem to be enjoying Queer Eye the most, and, uh, my mom is among one of those housewives, and, uh, she's not a housewife, she works full-time, but she still watches Queer Eye, and, uh, uh, she, uh, is like so much less bigoted now legit like it's crazy it's crazy i i i was like this is never gonna happen 
But, you know, as TV show happens, so it's completely changed your perspective on it. I mean, I don't understand. Like, uh, 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 I don't understand. You know, I've been literally, like, trying to talk to her about stuff, like, my whole life. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she watches, like, you know, Queer Eye, and she's like, oh, wow. Gay people are wonderful. It's like, okay, fine. I'm happy that it's happened. I'm happy that it's happened. But I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> that's, 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 that's so fucking obnoxious. All right, I'm moving on. We're, we, are, we are off topic today. Um, all right. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say first overall impression of the season besides the fact that I like it besides the fact that it's amazing besides the fact that the location is good and blah 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 I doubt I don't like all of their choices I thought that they overwhelmingly chose just like some basic sad guys and I don't really understand why it took three seasons to get one lesbian but that there's like you know still mostly I don't know I just thought it was I thought it was just queer eye now I thought it wasn't still queer eye for the straight guy but it seems to like mostly still be queer eye for the straight guy and that's kind of like my overall beef with it to be honest like you know I like the show but I don't love it I kind of wish it was more queer eye for the for everybody and I know that that's what they're trying to sell it as and that's certainly what they're doing because they did they did a bunch of different types of people over the course of all three seasons there was always there's always a lot of different types of people but in each season there's still mostly just kind of queer eye for the straight guy and uh, I got really bored of the like dad makeover I'm sorry I just got bored of it I know that they they all needed it it was all wonderful I liked every episode I, I didn't really love the camp counselor episode, but that's like, I think I'm just an asshole. I, I don't know, man. Um, I also didn't really love the last episode. But again, you know, Becky's a bit of a tool. It's what it is. This is my podcast. It's my opinions. All right. Um, so probably what I'm going to do is I'm going to work through like every episode and just give my overall impressions. All right. Okay, and I'm sorry, one more just, like, general impression before I get into the episodes is that Anthony sucks and uh, Jonathan's amazing and Bobby's pretty good and Tan's okay. Kamaro is awesome. I just, like, I don't know, the self-depreciating dad one was, like, not my favorite Kamaro episode, but... I also just like really was like so like we'll get into it where that that episode has that episode has like a script all right I'm not gonna say that it's scripted it's not it's more bulleted but that episode that episode has some things we got to get into um all right okay but the overall impression I think we should just you know maybe start like a new generation of fab five or something where there's like I don't know like a lesbian I just don't understand why the queer eye reboot needed to still have just all gay guys like I feel like there could have been like a token lesbian uh you know so that Kamaro has like a token friend they could be like token friends together or that the food queen 
was kimchi just saying i just kind of like i you know if you listen to the last queer eye episode it should not be a surprise that i don't really like anthony and uh he's okay he's fine in this season he was well behaved so i liked him more this season this is a good anthony season it was a good season for anthony uh but uh if I had my way, it would be kimchi or it would be uh, literally anybody. Uh, could be like fucking anybody. Could be like Ricky Martin, just like every episode teaching you how to make guacamole. I'd be like, all right, as long as you do it right. You know, the last guy fucked it up. I don't understand. So, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, the Fab Five needs a dyke. She can be the food queen if 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 they if they if they need a sub, you know. Just saying they might need like a, a substitute food queen at some point because one of them sucks. And uh uh or there could be, I don't know, Silky Nutmeg Ganache be a good substitute for Anthony Prasky. Just saying. Or like, I don't know, fucking anybody. Me, I make a mean grilled cheese. You know, I can I can ruin beans, uh, and I'm a hell of a lot less patronizing than uh, Anthony is. So I think I think I'm I think I'm a better candidate. Also, I'm available, so uh, give me a call on Netflix. All right, yeah. So if Fat Five needs a dyke. I suggest myself, and. Uh, I also just kind of wish that it was like, you know, they were making over more than just like straight guys. I, they are. I get it. Like, yay, we get just the season. Woo! We get to. We finally get a lesbian. But there's one. It's the first one in three seasons. That's ridiculous. And now there's one other gay guy, and he was cute. But like, are you serious? I just don't get it. Queer people need a boost from themselves. Why don't we got to boost straight people first? This is like sending, you know, it's kind of like, to me, at least, you know, like these church groups that are like, let's go save Africa, but they like somehow think that Flint should like take care of itself. <laughs> like how, you know, like <laughs> how are you going to take care of yourself when like your fucking water done work? That's nuts that's you know like people are dumb and uh 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 yeah anyway so uh i wish that they i wish that they had like more of a queer representation show and less of like a queer eye for the straight guy um i don't know somebody i just i think it was like tan or somebody said that like the first the first show's goal was tolerance and our goal is acceptance I think that's a really good description of the show. And I think they do a really good job. And I also, I'm just going to say, as an overall thing, I mean, Bobby's seating in general was much improved. And Tan did, in fact, choose better shoes. I'm starting to wonder if they listened to the podcast. I'm starting to wonder. But... I mean, it does It does have a lot of downloads, that's all I'm going to say. It is, like, one of the more downloaded episodes. Uh, yeah. And, 
you know, I'm flattered. So I'm gonna say, little do a little bass riff for you. Okay, so distracted today. This is nuts. I'm having fun though. Okay, so uh, let's see. Anthony Sachs, queer representation. Fat Five needs a dyke. Family's perception shift. No lesbians. Okay, so yeah, I mean, like, here's the deal. Like, I just don't understand how it's like acceptance. Like, I get it. I, I just, yeah. It's only gay guys, you know. It's not. It's not. It's not even close to being like you. You killed. You couldn't represent the whole queer community with one show, but. You know, I do think that it should be maybe a little bit more of a goal than than uh, than it is. You know, when they did the trans guy, I just kind of thought the episode was weird. <laughs> I don't know. I it was good. It was good. It was good that they did a trans guy. It's a good show in general, but like, uh, uh, uh. I just I don't know a lot of the a lot of it is sometimes like just totally off base you know some of it is like comically not not hitting it like uh like uh I hate to bring it up again but the goddamn like mahi mahi macadamia nut fish sticks is the most classist shit I ever heard in my life I, I what the fuck kind of suggestion is that I do not I do not like you know Oh wow, you're sad about your life and you have a hard time paying your bills and your house is a mess. You know what'll make you feel better? Cook yourself a $40 piece of fish once a week. Like, yeah, fucking duh. You think I'd be doing that if I look? What the fuck, man? What the fuck? Anyway, um, okay, so from hunter to hunty. Uh, these people are so cute. I love these people. The, the, the husband and the wife, the country people, they're so cute. And I love how much this guy's, uh, this guy loves his wife so much, you know, it's like so infectious to watch on television. And, uh, this, uh, wife lady seems super dope and she obviously loves her husband, but she's like, you know. And they give her, like, all the tools to get back in love with herself. It's, like, dope as fuck. And they're even like, hey, you know, you're in a different part of your life and you see yourself differently. So, like, let's get you a different wardrobe where you, like, identify as a little bit more uh, like yourself and a little bit less like you feel like you have to, you know? It was like, whoa. She's just obviously, like, way more comfortable because she was being feminine, but she was being, like, mature feminine. Yeah, it was dope. I was like... So, so honestly, I'm just like, I just had a huge boner for that lady. Was it Shelly? What's her name? I'm horrible at names. It's bad. I'm sorry. I would love to, like, pretend that it's not the way that it is. But, uh, you know something? Uh, I'm, like, totally tormented for Jody, though. Like, I'm like... <laughs> She she works as a prison guard. Like I don't know, man. She's she's a hot. She's got a hot job, and like uh, she just kind of seems hot to me. She like has chickens, and you know I just you know I'm into Jody. I couldn't help it be into. I was like, oh, this episode's good. You know, I was like, huh, this is a good show. First you know first episode right off the bat. It's good Jody. Yeah, Jody, Jody. You know. You know, you know, 
she's got a lot of confidence now. Maybe she's, maybe she's, you know, maybe she's gonna be. I don't know. Who even knows? I don't. I don't know. I don't. All right. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm like into Jody. Sorry, not sorry. I'm into Jody. Um, and uh, you know. So I really liked uh, their makeover that they did. I thought Bobby did a really good job with their house because their house was so ugly. <laughs> their house was horrible. <laughs> and they gave them like a real nice house and I guarantee you that it like still looks like that or like better or like more like the way that they would live maybe or something. It's probably like covered in like deer guts, but um, it's, a, it's a dope house. And uh, the, 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 the Bobby work was really good for that episode. Um, I really liked Tan's wardrobe for Jody. I was really into it. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say that I think this might be the best haircut. The Oh my gosh. Also, just because her hair was like so shitty before. And Jonathan like worked his ass off on that haircut, but also like uh, it just, he just did it so well. He did it like as well as he could. And like, I think it mostly just, it set it up so that it could be a little bit easier to maintain after, which is going to be nice. I just love how they, they try to set it up so that they can keep doing what they did to them as best that they can. The first show, they would like, you know, kind of say stuff, but they were mostly just like, oh, you don't take care of yourself. You're gross. Well, it was just awful. I like, I don't know. I like can't, after seeing this, the new show, I like can't watch the old show. But anyway, um, yeah. And like, I don't know. I will say I was a little bit put off by how they handled like the restaurant thing. Like I kind of got the sense when Anthony took Jody there that they were gonna like you know go to a restaurant like normal people but then they gave them like a private room with like a private place to like i don't know to me it kind of it like i their their whole thing was like we're gonna make you feel comfortable at a fancy restaurant but like the fuck is comfortable about being stuck in a closet at a fancy restaurant kind of makes me feel like i'm like the hillbilly they got shoved in the closet at the fancy restaurant i get it that there's cameras and shit and there's a blah 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 but i don't know man that would have made me hella uncomfortable. I like kind of want to call Jody and be like, "What's up, Jody?" Also, how uh, how was that meal in that hot, stuffy camera closet? How how was it like eating all that shellfish in that fucking camera closet there? It just would make me claustrophobic. It's also a lot of like slurping and stuff, you know. Just slurping a small space. I mean, it's crazy. Anyway, so yeah. I don't know. Surprise, surprise. Wasn't a huge fan of Anthony's intervention here. And I thought he was so posh in this fucking episode. Um, he's posh in every episode, but he was like, he tried to, he was like, I am trying to be less posh. It was just awful. I just, uh, uh, anyway. Um, also like spoiler alert, they're not going to go back and have like a private booth at that fucking restaurant again. That's not a sustainable change. They're not going to feel comfortable going to, like, a super fancy restaurant that they ate in a closet in the last time <laughs> with a camera crew. They would have felt comfortable if they just let them go in and eat and like normal people and had their own fucking normal time. That would have been good. Then they'd probably go back later. But instead, they had the big film thingy and, you know, the tender moments with Anthony. It's like, oh, my gosh. And all the leather pants and the tight, you know, sweaty white T-shirts and shit. 
The fuck kind of pants are those, though? Did you see the pants? The pants are are tight. The pants are tight. And the pants are like, what kind of material is that? Are they leather pants? Are they faux leather pants? Are they like nylon pants? Are they like latex pants? The fuck? Well, what are kind of? Are they sex pants? You know. Also, what the fuck kind of sex pants are there? Why are there sex pants? You shouldn't be wearing pants when you're having sex. I get that there's like other things you can do with your sex pants, but like, to me personally, maybe I'm just you know old fashioned. But I like taking my pants off for sex. <laughs> I don't like sex pants. And I also, you know, I just, I don't know. I would never wear pants like personally. Just wouldn't. I couldn't identify the material. So I just wouldn't identify. I wouldn't wear something. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know? But some people are like, oh, wow, I love this. Say like, I have a friend who would be like, oh, my God, you're being such an asshole about this fashion. This fashion. Fashion is wonderful, blah, blah, blah. I just, I'm over it. Not into fashion. Big surprise. Okay. Alright, next one. Lost Boy. Uh, Lost Boy. (laughs) The camp counselor guy. I I, I mean, it was... uh, I liked that they picked somebody that was like... uh, That was like... uh, You know, seemed a little bit irredeemable. I like when they pick irredeemable people. But it also makes me uncomfortable. You know, it's like the fuck. Uh, you really think that you know? He like. Uh, there's a lot of different weird things in the season. There's there's two different dads that I was like, what the fuck? Um, this dad, you know, camp counselor dad, like gave his son the bedroom of the new house, and like lives in the trailer when he visits. It's like. Why don't you just, you know, put your kid in the living room where you sleep and sleep in your room where where you should sleep and stop living in the fucking trailer? I get it. Depression makes you do some weird shit. This guy seems really fucking depressed. I've totally been there. I get it. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll lay off. It's obnoxious for me to, to be criticizing him. But uh, uh, it was definitely, you know, not the most conventional choice. Just saying, not the most conventional choice. Again, queer art for the straight guy, but uh, you know, uh, I don't know. They also like he like doesn't work with them very well. I think that's why it doesn't. The episode's not. He doesn't. He doesn't like. He doesn't see it. He doesn't really see anything wrong with what he's doing, which you know, it's his choice. So, I, I, I don't know, I'm like a big, like, uh, you know, you should be able to do what you want to do with your life sort of person, so uh, I, I kind of feel like they should just leave this camp counselor guy to, to his own devices, but um, it seems like he had a rough spell with the alcoholism, and that he's just having a hard time getting through shit. seems like he's having a hard time. But, um... Yeah, man. It's an awkward episode. Um, also, Anthony teaches him how to make a dish that he already knows how to make. I was like, why are you teaching him the thing that he told you he knew how to make? I can understand. And 
he did the same thing with the black girl magic. He was like, she was like, I like ramen. He was like, I'm going to really teach you how to make ramen. I don't know. I kind of liked the ramen thing better. Ramen's like a little different. Like the mac and cheese thing, like he didn't really teach him any like new techniques, I don't think. Um, I kind of think the whole point of Antony should be that they that he teaches them something that they're going to use every day and like enjoy you know i feel like i feel like if you know it should just be like a basic run through of like knife skills for everybody it should be that should be that should be the standard just be like here's how to use a knife done the food guy should just be like a knife trainer he should just be like a sous chef or something like it's not it's a little obnoxious that that's not how it is to be honest okay uh because that guy you know he already kind of knew how to cook he was just sad you know and the like the the makeover that they did for the his cabin his house thing uh was so good but like i i just feel i just i feel like if we had a follow-up with the camp counselor guy it would not be so good be like the follow-up with the camp counselor guy would be pretty rough just saying and i think that's mostly just a testament to how fucking awful depression is and how hard it is to deal with and there's no shame in this of course i'm just saying like uh it's tough to watch as like uh, entertainment I, you know it's not how i want to entertain myself i got enough like real life problems i don't need to watch this guy's real life problems uh all right moving on to the jones barbecue episode so the jones barbecue episode is like so good i i think you can make a pretty strong argument that it's the best episode of the show and uh i don't know man i was like uh i was like in kansas city anyway for some other thing and i was like hell yeah i'm gonna go to jones and uh, me and my girlfriend went over there and we had lunch and we stood out in line and stuff so we made sure we got stuff and uh it was dope uh they they stayed true to like everything that happened to them and uh everything looks exactly like it does in the show except for one thing they don't have the umbrellas if you've ever been to kansas you know that kansas is ridiculously windy it's like the windiest fucking place ever. I ain't never been to a windier place in Kansas. It's like, holy shit. Have you ever been to Kansas just in general? Jesus Christ. And the Jones Barbecue, like, in order to get there, you have to, like, go a little bit outside of Kansas City uh, to get It's a little bit outside of the city. Um, and the neighboring businesses there are all just a bunch of random, like, what the hells and uh there's like they're all kind of like just run down businesses you could tell that their barbecue was always very successful um in the show they mentioned that somebody took their sign down uh the new sign is not take downable uh but also uh when I went there looking around the parking lot it's like oh man I could definitely imagine why some of these places might be jealous and a little spiteful about them being way more successful than they are. Um, there's this, like, I don't know, it's just, like, weird as hell place. It's like a Confederate flag on the truck. It was like, uh, I'm over it. 
I mean, it's fucking Kansas, but I was really over it. I was really pissed. I was like, I bet those are the people that took the sign down. But I didn't want to, you know, I mean, I'm obviously, though, you know, it's like, I don't know. Have you seen, uh, uh, what is it, Tim Robinson? Is that who it is? That I think you should leave. There's a sketch where he's like the hot dog guy. And there's a hot dog car that got crashed through the, the side of the, the wall. And he's like, and they're like, who the fuck crashed this car here? And he's like standing there in a hot dog suit like, I don't know, man, who crashed this car here? It wasn't me. That's crazy. And it's like, dude, just obviously you. You're like wearing a fucking hot dog costume. I'm pretty sure it was you. Uh, that's that car is a, it's a wiener car and you're wearing a hot dog costume and nobody else is wearing a hot dog costume it's probably you and it ends up being him of course but he like pretends that it isn't him for a while and it's very funny uh, I think you should leave is so funny you really have to I think you should leave is so funny um, so uh, I I really liked uh, Jones barbecue the food was incredible the sauce is incredible like actually really really good I was like okay I mean have you listened to the podcast I am very cynical and very difficult to please about like most anything all right I went there like ready to rip just like everything apart and I was like hungry and tired and I had I had a chest cold I was like coughing up like phlegm mixed with like pure misery and sadness like while standing in the sun with no umbrellas they didn't have umbrellas because it's windy as fucking Kansas they had to take the umbrellas off of course they had to take the umbrellas off. I'm gonna go ahead and blame Bobby for that one. They just shouldn't have had umbrellas. There should have been some other sort of thing. I feel like there there could have been a shade providing alternative that would have been more wind savvy. But who am I? Just, you know, just like a little crazy they them sitting on the floor in a closet. Just like spitballing about nonsense. But anyway, hire me for a queer hour. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, the food was amazing. I got like pulled pork and this, they had like thin sliced smoked ham. I literally like, I don't think I've ever liked a food more than that. That was the best thing I ever ate. It was so good. And then what the, I got like a combo. So like they gave me basically just like two portions of meat. And, like, a portion of meat comes with, like, a piece of bread and some sauce. So I got, like, two portions of meat with two pieces of bread and two portions of sauce. So, like, what do you do when faced with this beauty? You know, you just fold them together and then make the most incredible sandwich that anybody could ever eat. I'm not going to say that that's what you should do, but... There's a million other combinations. They have, a, they have a little ton of shit on their menu. It's all really, really good. Kansas City barbecue is so good. It's so good. We went to other places too. We went to Joe's. That place was good. It was really fucking salty. I'm like already salty, you know? So when I eat salty food, it just like, oh, I just get like, I get like sick. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm already just like so salty. Uh, I'm like very sensitive to salt for some reason. So I, I wasn't a huge Joe's fan, but 
Jones with an N-E-S was amazing. Maybe like best meal ever. Yeah. And then my girlfriend was like, there's this lady selling cake and we're not going to not get cake. I was like, it's 11 a.m. I was like, I don't want cake. And she was like, okay, there's three types of cake. Do you want the one with tequila in it? And I'm like, of course. Wait, no, it was it was rum. It was rum cake. It was good as fuck. Uh, I don't mean to be so profane about it. It was really good. I really enjoyed my 11 a.m. rum cake. It was fucking dope. This is, like, so disgusting, what I'm describing. Uh, it was so good. Yeah, that was a really good day. Uh, but yeah, go to Kansas City and go to Jones Barbecue and get the fucking sauce. The sauce is, like, balls. I bought a bunch of bottles of it. It's really good. Um... I don't know what the ingredient is. I'm pretty sure that the ingredient is like whole halves of peppercorns because like that's that's what you're getting. It's really good. It's like oh yeah. And uh, when I, I I went to this to the place and I was expecting. So here's the deal. I, I ordered my like mega sandwich, you know, and my girlfriend ordered her cake that I ended up eating like at least half of. <laughs> and she she had a uh, she had ribs. And she was like, the sauce is amazing, but the ribs were like, I think that they were just like, uh, she got like the long end or something. I don't know. They, they were good. I don't know. There's a place, there's a place near where we live in Kentucky that has ribs that are like unbelievable. So like, I think it was more just like, okay, the sauce is undeniably superior, probably almost definitely worth buying online. But the ribs were, like, a little tough. Sorry. Sorry, Jones. It was good. It was good. My sandwich was, like, the best thing I've ever eaten in my life, so. Um, And, uh, oh, so what I was saying is, so, like, in the show, they're like, here's the bottling company that's going to bottle your sauce, blah, blah, blah. So when I was getting my, like, behemoth sandwich, I was like, uh, okay, I'll get sauce, like, when I go up and pay for it. Because you, like, place your order, and then you wait, and then you go up and pay for it. And uh, and I went up there and I was like, oh, can I get some sauce? And they were like, oh, they were like, rolled their eyes and they were like, okay, yeah, it'll be a bit though. And I was like, what do you mean it'll be a bit? It's like, don't you guys have like a bottling service? Like I watched a show about how you got a bottling service. And they hand bottled sauce that they made at the restaurant to use that day from their stuff there. And I got that sauce. So I think it might be worth going to the actual place to get the actual sauce that the actual Jones sisters made with their actual bodies. Um, It's so good. So good. I haven't tried the online bot sauce. Isn't there like online bot sauce, I think? Maybe. I haven't tried it. I've only had the stuff I got at the place. The stuff I got at the place is like the best barbecue sauce I've ever had. And... I have, I have, I have had a lot of different barbecue sauces. Not, am I, am I a barbecue aficionado? No, but maybe, you know, I just, I'm not that, I'm not that, uh, not that, uh, I'm not that, like, much of an asshole, to be honest. Just won't take that claim. I like me some barbecue, and that stuff was good as fuck. So, uh, that's what I had to say. You know, all right. Uh, also, I just gotta say that this episode was, like, so good. 
uh, Anton. <laughs> Everybody else noticed they called him Anton. Um, they called Anthony Anton, which is like the best version of Anthony. Anton is the best version of Anthony. Anthony like turns into Anton this episode and mostly shuts up, makes a couple corny jokes about trying to get the secret ingredient of the sauce. Almost kind of made me feel like I was watching a Magic School Bus episode there for a bit. But like, for the most part, the guy just shut up and did not rattle on about nonsense ever, which is wonderful. And they never gave them like a lecture about their diet, which I thought was really nice because that's just not what these people need right now and they respected that and it was awesome anyway um so i thought anton did a really good job for this episode because anton mostly just shut the fuck up and anton and uh kamaro took them to the bottling facility you know it's i was confused so like kamaro is driving them but Anthony was like in the place rattling his mouth the whole time. It was like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm like, I'm like such a dick. People are obsessed with Anthony. You know, like there's so many Anthony fans. Like I bet I'm turning so many people off of the podcast because I hate Anthony, but like I, I'm over it, you know? I think he sucks. And uh, I think the pants are weird. I think that you shouldn't have sex pants. I think it's weird. Unless you, sex pants is like your profession or something. Okay. Uh, the other thing about it is that, so, like, you know, if we're going to talk about anything about the show, I kind of feel like giving Mary new teeth is, like, legendary status for the show. I feel like that's, like, the best thing that they've ever done. And I also think that it's, like, you know, one of the best uh, lasting you know, improvements in somebody's confidence that they've done in the show. And, you know, I think she was also probably just, like, on a bit of laughing gas when she got, you know, the mirror and stuff. But I was, like, very touched by that moment. It was really dope. And, like, that lady has literally not been able to confidently smile her whole fucking life. Oh, my God. The pain of that. You know what I mean? That's nuts. So I'm really happy about that. I think the show's dope for that. It was like really amazing. And I loved Tan's outfits for them. They were so flattering and they looked really comfy. And I also loved the new t-shirts and stuff. They also wear all the t-shirts and stuff. Everything's all like exactly how it was. There's no like pictures on the wall because like, I mean, that should seem nice as hell. I'd probably bring that into my house personally. I certainly wouldn't put it outside where wherever the fuck the people that stole the sign could get to it. That's what I wouldn't do. But anyway, um, it's like amazing. I really loved it. Uh, we had a really good time. There were all sorts of like gay dates waiting in line with us. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And regulars. That's the other thing. They, I don't think they've changed their prices or anything at all. I think they, they I think they do everything exactly the same, which is like so dope. Also, um, yeah, my sandwich was like, it was six dollars, but then I got another meat, so it was like an extra four dollars. So it was like a ten dollar sandwich. You know, like you know, most people just don't get two sandwiches at once. You know, and most people, you know. But most people miss out on a lot of life, you know. I had the best sandwich ever, so I have no regrets. And, uh, uh, 
the gay dates were so cute. It was so cute. Everybody just nailed it. And the haircuts, Jonathan. Jonathan was so wonderful and he was so genuine with them and he was so fantastic. I just love Jonathan. I love him. Obsessed. Alright. I think we're gonna move on to when Robert met Jamie. Alright. Alright. When Robert met Jamie... Sorry, my cats are like... Hopefully you can't hear it. My cats are like loudly eating. Jerks. It's almost like they're animals. Um... Alright, when Robert met Jamie, this is the freaky self-depreciating dad that, like, uh, lets his kids sleep in the master bedroom and lets himself sleep in the basement. Like, okay, it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know about, I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. I was, like, real already kind of like, ugh, about the camp counselor guy. And then this one happened and I was just like, oh my god. And the way this guy talked about himself was like so upsetting to watch. But to be honest, I just, I didn't really know that guys had like the, you know, I knew that they did, but I've not seen a guy flip a shit about his man tits like that. I've not really, I've seen guys like that and like do that in like in high school. Those guys get over themselves usually. I mean, it, it's not—it's not a big deal to have to have man tits. It's just—it's just not. So it's, it's kind of nice, to be honest. Like I—I I, I just don't—I 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 don't understand the, the fear and, and loathing of, of man titties. But I'm also like, you know, obsessed with tits. So I—I I feel like the whole world would be better off with tits. You know, everybody should have tits. They look fantastic. You know, the whole world would be better off with tits. So I don't really understand why this guy hates his tits so much. I, you know, I'm trans. I don't hate my tits as much as that guy hates his tits. You know, I don't get it. I don't, I don't like them either, but like, holy shit. I, I don't know. I think also I have a very different perspective because, you know, most of my life people have been confusing me for a woman. So like, yeah. It's fine to have tits. You're a dude, I guess it's not fine to have tits. But that guy, I mean, he really seems to have it got, got some stuck, stuck in there about his boobies. It's like, holy shit, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, <sighs> I was also just, I think the thing that really put me off about this guy was the way he was talking about his kid that was like a little bit chubby and it was like he was like blaming her for being fat and she was like four or something obnoxious and uh and uh you know he's the one that feeds her just like hit too close to home but it was also just like this is some bullshit and this guy sucks and he like hates himself and then like teaches these kids to hate themselves it's like nah thank you next meanwhile back at the ranch girls sleeping in the master bedroom is like ruling the house and like is terrifying I- i'm sorry am i wrong 
I was like, I honestly, I was like, what is it about this episode that makes me so upset? I was like, is it the weird guy that I like relate to that has like all the same problems as me, except I mean, way, way more extreme? Is it uh, this, uh, is it the fucking scary, scariest shit little girl? I think it's the scariest shit little girl. I think that's what it is. I'm not sure it's anything else because what the fuck? She's scary as hell. She sleeps in the master bedroom, and like, uh, you know, she 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 rules she rules she rules everything. She like decides everything. She's like she's the dad. You know, damn. It kind of reminds me of like this like Ben Carson autobiography thing I watched forever ago about how like one time his mom bought him the wrong pair of pants or something and he like flipped a shit and was like you're too stupid and irresponsible to be in charge of the household finances and from here on out I am in charge of the household because he bought her the wrong fucking size pants you know but I was like why are you bragging about this this is weird as fuck you're being a dick to your mom and this is like a this is a thing that you're like happy about also like, uh, also like, uh, what the fuck, you know? Uh, I understand, you know, if your parents suck, you probably want to take over. I get that. Have personal experience with that, but doesn't set you up very well for like functioning in uh, society. Maybe not. I don't. <laughs> Just saying. I, I kinda want I kinda want I kinda want like a follow-up thing of this whole season. I really wanna see what happens to Camp Counselor Guy, especially his house. And I really wanna see uh, what happens to uh, to that creepy, creepy little girl. She's freaking me the fuck out. Um Yeah man. I just think that at this point in the show, this is when you introduce the tough love troop of lesbians. You know, this is when you get the, the, the other Fab Five, you know, like the inverse Fab Five. You know how, like, in Adventure Time, there's, like, a, there's, like, a, you, you have the, the Finn and Jake, and then you have Fiona and Cake? There should be, like, a Queer Eye Fab Five, and then you have, like, the, the queer... <laughs> I'll say Queer Eye, but I want to say Queer Labia. Uh, I was will say queer eye fab, fab, uh, fab, uh, fab five. Except it's chicks. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to. I'm, I'm scrambling right now. If this is snatch game, I would lose. Uh, I don't know, man. I probably also wouldn't be high for snatch game, but that's no guarantee. Uh. I think this guy really needs somebody with like a tremendous amount of empathy to just sit him down and be like, yo, you can't let your kids hear these sort of things that you're thinking. Also like, uh, you know, maybe take up journaling or something. Also like, uh, you know, start a podcast that's my suggestion to most people nowadays also uh uh i don't know man that guy's gotta just we gotta like 
gotta start a go. You know how for black girl magic jazz? You know how for Jess everybody's doing uh, the, the GoFundMe's for a college and shit? I think we need to start a GoFundMe to get uh, to get uh, Robert all the seasons of Oprah because he obviously has not seen Oprah. Guy's gotta watch Oprah. It's like a good guide I feel like. To just like dealing with shit. Oprah is, you know, some of it sucks. Don't watch the diet episodes, Robert. But uh, or do, you know, take with it what you will. But she just, you see, you know, there's a lot of peaks and valleys with that, and I just wouldn't. That's not the timeline I'd pay attention to. But there's a whole lot of other gems in Oprah. Or you can also just, you know, watch a bunch of Barbara Walters interviews. I don't know. Also, my suggestion to you, Robert, I guess this is like, you know, I, I personally, I liked Camaro's uh, mirror thing, but it's a little cheesy for me. It's a little spectacle for me. I think uh, just brainwashing yourself with Dolly Parton is a way better way to go. That's, a, that's what I usually do. And uh, if, you, if you don't already like Dolly Parton, all you need to do is watch Barbara Walters' Dolly Parton interview. Uh, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to change your mind after seeing that. Um, but also, uh, yeah, Robert, I mean, just, you know, yeah, hang in there, buddy, I guess. We're all in this together, but like, Jesus. Okay. All right. So I think, you know, other than the need for a tough love troop of lesbians, uh, preferably led by Kate McKinnon, you know, uh, or somebody, uh, like it could be like Kate McKinnon, Ellen Page, and then like, uh, Fortune Feimster, and then like, uh, uh, okay, so is the lady from salt, fat, acid, heat, gay, because if she is, she should be on there. Also, I hope she's gay. And, um, I'm like worried that she, i worried that she's just regular straight. It's gonna be such a loss. It's just like fucking Jody, man. Jody is like, you know, this season's queer, Brianna Tarth, you know? She's, 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 she's one heck of a lady. That guy is very lucky. I, I don't know why I'm talking about this. It's like the most distracted episode this has ever been. All right. Black Girl Magic. Ready for this? Jess is pretty dope. It's a pretty, pretty good episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. I also quite like Anton's, uh recipe for this one I like the ramen thing I will say that it's like fucking useless to teach this girl how to make like $40 ramen but uh it was it was I don't know I always I I think it's like kind of amazing how easy it is to make ramen so like that's kind of a cool thing to show somebody that like you can make this like from scratch that's like really healthy that's also like really easy to do um with pretty much any sort of ingredients you don't have to use like fucking Anthony's crazy ass ritzy bitch shit you can just use regular food if you want anyway um uh and i i really liked uh i really liked uh uh 
the wardrobe. I will say that, uh, you know, I kind of agree that they were like lumberjack lesbian is like a self-derogatory term, but like, is it? But also, you know, yeah, I just kind of think that, uh, uh, you know, I just think it's such a problem that this is the first lesbian that they've had in a season three. I just think that's weird as hell. There should have been a lesbian in every season. For sure. I hope there's another lesbian next season. I hope we have I don't have I hope we don't have to wait like four seasons for another lesbian. I hope there's just never an I what the hell? There might just never be another lesbian. Who even knows? How horrible would that be? Anyway. Um so, uh, yeah, I thought that the, the Black Girl Magic episode was really good. I think that the, the GoFundMe for her is really amazing and really awesome. And I love that this show not only improves their lives when it happens, but then continually improves their lives after. It's kind of a dope thing about, like, the internet era that happens. So, so people just, like, fucking send their money all over the place. It's insane. You don't have to, like, go anywhere to do anything. It's nuts. Um, and, like, the drones aren't even, like, fully here yet. You know? Drones are coming. Then we're just... Ne- nobody's gonna leave anywhere. Anyway. Alright. So the next one, Elrod and Sons. Oh my goodness. So this is, like, the saddest fuck one that I just, like... I was like, how the fuck am I gonna be able to critique this? I spent the whole episode, like, crying my ass off. Guy's fucking wife died of cancer. It's, like, bullshit. I was so, like, oh my goodness. I couldn't even. I was a wreck. I was blacked out, honestly. Oh my goodness. I couldn't I was, like, daydreaming about, like, oh my goodness, did that happen to me? I, just, I didn't hardly fucking watch the episode. It's just, like, thinking about every bad thing that could ever happen to me. And then it was, like, over, and it was, like, everybody had the makeover, and everybody's house looked amazing, and it's cute and all that shit, and, like, Bobby does a great job, blah, blah, blah. It's wonderful. I really liked that episode. Um, I forget, what did Antony cook? Oh, this, this is the episode that he's, like, let's make mahi-mahi macadamia and fish sticks. I thought this was in the later season. I was, like... I was so pissed about this, I assumed that it happened in a later season. This is like the new, this is, this is the worst. This is almost as bad as the, the, wait, no, doesn't he make like a crazy braised something? He makes a crazy braised something. I just, here's the deal. He, 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 he makes people make recipes with ingredients that are just not readily available at most supermarkets. And he does not seem to, like, acknowledge this. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess you can find mahi-mahi and macadamia nuts at the store. But, like, I don't know. I guess, I mean, it's not crazy expensive. I just kind of think, you know, a practical recipe that isn't, like, half clickbait might be a little bit better. You know, just for like, you know, 
everyday cooking sort of stuff. It's just way more fun to make food that you like really enjoy eating. I can't imagine that the macadamia nuts taste better than breadcrumbs with a little bit of paprika and cayenne pepper and garlic. Just saying. Not like I would know. Eh. The fuck though. I don't know. I was over it. I was over it. So yeah, I really liked everything about this episode. I was like emotionally a wreck for most of it. And I really liked uh, Bobby's redo of his house. And uh, uh, I just kind of, you know, just picturing like carrying two babies and like a dog and shit or whatever the fuck this guy's doing. And then, like, smashing macadamia nuts, like, in a bag, or, like, blending them in a blender, instead of just, like, shaking some breadcrumbs on there. I'm just, like, rolling my eyes. Also, like, guess what? You can just buy frozen fish sticks. They're shitty, but, like, that's what that guy's gonna do. If he wants fish sticks, that's what he's gonna do. Don't, you know, just like, I don't want to spoil it, but like, I don't think Jody's gonna go back and eat in the closet. I think Jody's gonna go and eat some more squirrel meat, because that's what they like doing. They're into it. That's like what they do together. They like go and they conquer nature and then they bone. You know, it's clear. They're pretty shameless about it. So, this guy probably gonna keep on trying to survive the way he's been doing except he's gonna have a little easier time now because he's got a bunch of new shit and a nice house and a bunch of people that are suddenly interested in his life because the tv show is suddenly interested in his life so anyway sloth to slay Okay, so I, I kind of liked this guy. He was cute, but I also, again, was just like, why are we, why are we redoing this one? You know, why, why him? I just, I don't know, I, uh, I get it. It was cute to have a gamer who had low self-esteem, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I was just like kind of over it. I was a little bit over it. He was cute, but wasn't like incredible. Um... I like that they showed a young person with, like, real young person problems. That was nice. I like that, uh... I like his, uh... His, like, very, like, Donald Glover, like, wardrobe that they gave him. I thought that was dope. And, uh... I thought he was cute, you know? I would be friends with him, but... I don't know. I thought that the the whole like arcade like dating thing was weird. I was like, this is a weird thing to videotape. But um, is it though? You know, am I just weird? I think I was just being weird because like my girlfriend hated it at the time. She was like, I hate this. I was like, oh, sorry. She was like, eh. so. I don't know why that, I mean, it, I just sort of said, I don't know. I think it was literally just the dingy arcade vibe that got me off with it. I was like, nah, I don't like this. And I love arcades, but I don't know, man. There's something about an arcade that like straight up feels like a womb. So like, 
somebody hits on me when I'm in the womb, it's like, what the fuck, man? I'm like in my embryo stage right now. I don't want to be disturbed. But, uh, yeah, you know, you know, you do a lot of things in a womb, but you don't fuck. That's for sure. Uh, this is weird as hell. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my god. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Weirdo to weirdo. Baby, I'm bored. Another kind of sad caveman sort of sad guy. I liked him. He was charming, but he was also like, oh, why are we doing all these, like, random straight guys? I get it. Like, he has a baby coming and stuff, and I hope they fucking helped him stuff, but I really kind of want... Like, I'm not at all worried about the follow-up visit with the Jones Barbecue. I mean, I went there, and, you know, it's been a while since the show came out. And they're doing everything as well as they possibly can because they love what they do, and they're working as hard as they can, and that's just every day for them. I saw the Jones sisters working. I did not take a picture with them because, uh, I just, honestly, they were busy. Uh... And I didn't want to bother them. And I kind of didn't want to just, like, take pictures of them without their consent. And I, I, you know, spoiler alert, Becky's real shy and weird. That's why I have a podcast. And, uh, you know, I don't know why you would need much more explanation than that. Uh, but, I, you know, I had my sandwich. It was good. I took pictures. And I did not try to bother anybody because I was like, you know, mostly just like, this is dope. This is how you do it. This is a good place. Okay. Uh, I kind of thought that this guy was not going to maintain the stuff. I kind of felt like all the guys on this season are not, except for maybe the, the gamer guys probably going to keep doing uh, what they, what they gave him and stuff, but, uh, I just don't really feel like Baby on Board's gonna keep doing it, I don't feel like, uh, Elrod and Son's gonna keep doing it, I don't feel like, uh, Robert and Jamie's gonna do it, I don't feel like Camp Counselor guy's gonna do it, like, sorry, not sorry, I think they're all gonna relapse, hashtag predictions, I'm like, you know, it's like, they're either gonna have endless seasons of Queer Eye or they're gonna have like one more season of Queer Eye and then they're gonna have like you know the Queer Eye revisitation chapters hopefully and then we're gonna see all this stuff and then I won't have to speculate but um yeah um I will say as much as I complain about not having a lot of lesbian representation I do think that uh, the Black Girl Magic episode was a lot of representation all at once, which is really amazing to see. And I thought that the family dynamic with the sister was really fascinating and the, the adoption and the connection between Jess and Bobby with the adoption thing was really good. There's just like so many things in this season that were so good. And then there's like these weird, sad, lonely guys that are just like along for the ride. I get it. I'm just being a dick. I'm just being a dick. They deserve, they deserve it just as much as everybody else. I just am like, what the hell, Jess is the only one. And, uh, you know, what is it about these guys that is so deserving of a overhaul? I don't get it. 
again, just being a dick. All right. I am like completely exhausted. Uh, I didn't cover everything. I covered as much as I could ish. Um. Oh, the fucking Robert guy with the Robert and Jamie with the crazy little girl. The, the, the self-depreciating dad guy when he like shaved his beard off at the end I was like this is like this is some this is some bullshit I was pissed I was pissed that was some bullshit I what the I was like I felt bad for Jonathan I was like man because literally all that guy had to do was be like you know, I kind of want to shave it. And Jonathan would have been like, awesome, let's shave it. I'll teach you how to shave. But instead, this guy was like, chippy choppy wham bam. Fuck you, buddy. Just horrible communication. Horrible at it. I get it. He's got, he's got all sorts of problems and stuff. I am very, very sympathetic and empathetic to this guy. I'm just, like, frustrated because he could have had such a good shave. He could have had the best shave ever. Uh, Remember when Antony was like, you gotta have emotional intelligence, Jess? I was like, Antony... The fuck kind of emotional intelligence does Anthony Porowski have? Fucking none, man. I don't. I'm. I'm over it. I just want Silky to be where Anthony is. That way, Kamara is no longer the token black guy. We got Silky here, and everything's gonna be fine. There's also gonna be. Like a religious person represented. It's gonna be dope. Man. Evie Adley's good. Uh, everybody's good. Oh, fucking Akira. Akira's like the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I thought Pearl was hot, and then Akira came along. Oh my god. Unbelievable. Akira Davenport. She's like a younger, sexier, hotter version of Kennedy Davenport, except like with more funnier personality somehow. Fucking Kennedy Davenport was a fucking bomb.com, so I mean, this is a good season. It's a good season. Alright, I think I'm like totally out of rambling bullshit for now. Alright, ta ta, mwah.